We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LL Nation, what's good? Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic, fantastic weekend. Welcome in to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Notre Dame is halfway to sweeping November. That was our prediction here on the podcast. That's what was needed to prove that the program had taken a major step forward. Marcus Freeman, of course, is going to meet with the media today. We'll have his press conference and digest that on tomorrow's show. Today, we dig into the post-game comments from Marcus Freeman, quarterback Drew Pine, and linebacker Prince Collie. As always, we're brought to you by Honora Whiskey. Honorawhiskey.com is that premium American whiskey. Honorawhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. You got to drink responsibly. Make sure that you go over to us, because we're available now in podcast form on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CFB Nation, in connection with Irish Breakdown. So go check us out right now. Subscribe. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. We greatly appreciate it. Also, the climb of 3,000 is real. We're almost there. And it's because of you, LL Nation, and your continued support. We greatly, we greatly appreciate you in our dj Khaled voice we appreciate you go to the youtube page subscribe hit the like button share notification bell every time we go live or drop content you'll know about it right here on the youtube page lucky lefty podcast we spin it different we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Left. Hmm. Did you enjoy your NFL weekend? I did. I did. I like my NFL weekend every week. Get to see, uh, you know, just good play. Uh, a lot of stuff that uh, from players that I played with and watched growing up. So it's cool to see, man. Love the NFL. So can't believe the Colts won. That's probably the biggest thing. Hmm. Shout out to Jeff Saturday. He tweeted the Ravens looked terrible, got the job, and then beat the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, the Raiders are terrible. He literally yeah. tweeted from his couch, got the head coaching job with the Colts, and then beat the Raiders after he tweeted they was terrible. From the couch. From they the are bad. I mean, he spoke the truth. I can always rock with the truth. They are bad. Quarterback almost crying, apologizing for being emotional at the press conference. Devontae chilling with his Taco Bell in the crib, kicking it with his family after a loss on the field. He has his money. He's good. He's I mean, good. Devontae might end up doing the same thing Randy Moss did when he went to the Raiders. A couple of years, get traded. Go win a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes or something. Like you, you never know how it would turn out. You never know. But it's just really interesting to watch. We talk about it as far as Notre Dame is interesting to watch quarterback play in the NFL. You know, old guys like Tom Brady struggle. You see the rising stars, guys that were thought of as maybe the third or fourth best quarterback in their in their draft class. And here comes Justin Fields you know, doing what he's doing for Chicago. And it's really a perfect storm for Chicago Bears because the quarterback is getting better and they're losing to assure or ensure that they get a top five pick. It's beautiful. Like, it's it's the perfect storm for the Chicago Bears. The Dallas Cowboys proving they can't handle success. Everybody, everybody's beating up on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody's beating up on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And they go on the Lambeau. Just losing overtime. Man, fat egg. Just a fat egg. Left, I have some things for you today. Okay. I have some things for you. Some things for you to listen to, man, to watch and check out. And we're going to start with Marcus Freeman because I'm going to save Drew Pine for the heart of this show and for you. But today we want to listen to what Marcus Freeman had to say 
after the game. Once again, Notre Dame comes away with a 35-32 victory against Navy. Their third scoreless half of the season. You said that's a fireball offense. Do you still feel that way? I'm not saying it's a fireball offense, but I'm just saying it's not uh, not what we expected or want at that position, especially with the moves you made in offseason leading up to this, you would think that you had it all figured out. And putting that product on the field is is not good. Well, putting not putting the product on the field in those halves are not good. But it just stems from top down. I mean, your recruiting in that position was terrible. So, Well, Marcus Freeman talking about the second half and what happened. I think, you know, you're up 35 to 14 at halftime and, and you kind of say, hey, let's, you know, be smart in the second half. And coming out, we started really well and they got the fourth and one, I think the P.I. or um, we stopped them right there and they got a P.I. I think on the fourth and one. And then it kind of bled throughout the series and led to three points. And uh, second series went three and out. Third series was the TD pass on Mickey. You know, I think towards the end of the second half, we got into a little bit of just prevent. Um, we weren't playing our normal triple option defense. When that quarterback went down, we knew the backup quarterback was more of a thrower. So we kind of went into our prevent defense, and they just said, okay, we're going to run the ball. And so um, it's a little bit of a chess match. Like we're looking at the clock and saying, okay, let's keep the ball in front of us. Um, and they're saying, okay, we'll run it if you're in prevent. And so uh, they still found a way to score, and, and we, we – recovered onside kick and that ended the game so a little bit of a chess match again you don't want to be able to just let teams run down the field but at that moment you're up 10 I think 10 or 11 points and you say okay we know it's a two score game and so let's be smart not give up an easy big play pass and make them earn every inch and keep the clock because they were out of timeout so that's kind of what happened second lower Lower leg, not lower body injury, more of a growing injury. Yeah, yeah. He should be back next week. The last part there was an update on J.D. Bertrand. Growing injury, he should be back next week, according to Marcus Freeman. Your thoughts on what he said right there? You know, (laughs) I don't know. I just think that – it's got a little disappointing. I don't know. What would you what would you say? Some things that stuck out for me. Uh, one of the things, this whole play smart. Look, man, it's week eleven. You should have a smart. <laughs> I don't see it. You should have a smart football team right now. Like, but that goes back to the inconsistency. Like when you, you know, have a child that continues to make the same mistakes, you have to continue to re- reiterate and say things over and over again. And that's where he's at. At this point, he's probably getting to a point where he's at a loss for words. And he's like, I don't think that's what it was. I don't know what else to say to this team, right? Because this is not like a bunch of youngsters on the field. You have fifth-year captains making mistakes, pass interference, false starts, right? This is crazy. DuPont has been here for three years. So first first year starter, but he's been here for three years to digest his offense. So everything yeah, yeah. Seen after after eleven weeks, if you're still saying having to reiterate, let's play smart. Come on, man. Come on, man. 
Go go play. Just go play. Go play. You play smart. If you're playing football the right way, you're playing smart. You're playing smart. So to hear that and talk about playing a chess match with Navy, it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I guess, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely a strategic game playing a team like Navy, but like you said, it's week eleven. You either you are who you are this season, and we're and we're consigned to the fact that we're just an inconsistent football team. And and truthfully, that's okay right now because we can highlight where our inefficiencies are, know what we need to correct for next season. But in the midst of all that, to be able to still win is 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 great, but it's frustrating because as a fan base that requires so much that we feel like we deserve to be in the era of scoring in style, winning in style, winning with swag and dominance. We've been through the years of grinding out if he wins and coming close with games and, you know, being the team that's underrated and underdogged all the time. It's time to transition into the dominant team that we need to be. And it sucks right now because it's not what you can say when you go up there and keep repeating the crazy inconsistencies that's happened, not from just, like you said, from your seniors to the young guys and everything in between. So it's not like you can pinpoint the the direct thing that can solve it because usually you would say, oh, it's a young guy thing or a senior's got to get them right, but it's a little bit of everything. So it's probably frustrating for Marcus Freeman. I'm sure it is. It has to be. It has to be. I mean, those are his comments about overall what happened. Then <laughs> they asked him about the second half and the passing game and what changed from, you know, the effective passing game in the first half to what happened in the second half. I, I kind of challenge our offense a little bit. I wanted to see us to be able to run the ball. And, and uh, you know, it's hard. They were – zero pressure in almost every play. And what does that mean is to bring in everybody and play in zero coverage, no middle to field help. Um, and we have to be able to find ways to attack that. We did in the first half, we hit some balls and, and we um, were able to check to some things when we saw it coming. But the second half, we were just not able to beat um, zero pressure. And, uh, you know, that's something that we got to improve at because other teams are going to do that. You know, people are going to see they had some success in bringing all out pressure. And what you have to do is is make defenses pay in the pass game. It's hard to run against all out pressure, you know, but in the pass game, you have to make them pay. And it wasn't that Drew wasn't hitting the target as much as we didn't have time. And so we got to, you know, we got to make sure we try to protect. And then if they're bringing one more than we have to protect with, we got to get the ball out of our hands and, and, and hit some hot routes. Why are you turning see, your face up, Because you see how he tried to save Drew? It's not that he's not hitting it. He just doesn't have time. Of course. Of course he doesn't have time. Of course he doesn't have time. You. That's not, that's not we're not blocking it. What do you mean? It looks rough because 
when you're in a zero pressure like that, it takes a little bit of mobility to find and buy time to make the, the wide open throw. Because there's going to be somebody wide open in zero pressure. Because like Marcus Freeman said, there's no middle of field safety. There's one-on-one everywhere with a lot of space. Now you're going to be rushed. But unfortunately, when you're 5-4 and got seven guys coming, one more than you can block, and you don't got great athleticism, it's going to be hard to even scheme up things because you got to buy time to find windows to throw. Now, can he do it? Yes. Can we be even better in helping him by throwing a screen? Absolutely. But don't say it's because he's not making Of course he's not making the throws, but you got to supplement what he's lacking in by helping him out throwing at least one screen. I didn't see one screen yesterday. And against zero pressure, a screen is a killer. I bet you if we ran a screen, they wouldn't do zero pressure ever again. Because we would hit our head on the goalposts, like what Audrey did on the route. But this is the, the kryptonite to a lot of Notre Dame offense is not just what we went through. When they man press and they sit in the house, we don't have great responses. That's just that's just what it is every week or every year. Even against teams that aren't that good, sold out against the rush, and it worked. Our response and adaptability wasn't there again. Now, there's physical lacks to that, but there's also with all those smart people in that office got to come up with a better scheme to help your quarterback. Yeah, I mean he he's he's doing what a head coach should do. Yeah, he, he covers. Look, that's one thing I'll say definitely about Marcus Freeman. He's going to step in front of whatever's coming in the direction of his program, and he's going to take the full brunt before anybody else. That's why you saw what he said towards the end. Like, look, he knows if you have. A defense and cover zero playing off man. Can we run some slants? Can we just get the ball to our guys on the run? Catch the ball, throw it. That's it. Catch it, throw it. You're in the shotgun. Catch it, throw it. You don't even have to take a step back. Catch it, throw it. That's it. One thing I will say. There's a tendency, and you tell me if I'm wrong, because I didn't play the position, you played the position. When you watch a quarterback hold the ball when he has time, you already know he's going to hold the ball when you apply pressure. If he holds the ball a long time without pressure and goes through progression slow when there is no pressure, just imagine what he's going to do when there is pressure. I watched the game this morning over again. There were people wide open. Wide open. Just holding the ball. Because his first look is to the left, the wide open receiver is to the right, and he gets to him so late in his progression because his progression is slow. 
My progression is one, one, one. He's one, two, one, two, one, two. Dude, by the time you get to that third one, two, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. And then it goes to your ability to extend plays. Like you said, he's really not good at that. Every now and then he can extend some plays, but not to the level of what we saw from Ian. Of a team, yeah, of a team not blitzing you every play. So we understand that the first half was a really good special teams contributed. Defense contributed with the interception, giving short fields. You had big plays in the passing game, especially on third and long to Deion Cozy. Jaden Thomas with a great route on the end and up. Braden Lindsey just destroying the defensive back, just destroying him and having to make the greatest catch of the weekend when it should have been an easy six. Should have been an easy six. Yeah, it's just, and this is not indicative of just one position. That's right. why I want to make sure everyone knows this. Right. This entire team is inconsistent. That's right. The defense has been inconsistent. They've had a great first half and then had a bad second half. They've had a great three quarters against North Carolina and then just. Missed assignments the entire fourth quarter. Just inconsistent. The only consistent group has been special teams. And we said it yesterday. Heaven forbid if special teams has a bad game. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid if Brian Mason's crew comes out and has a bad game. Then what? Because the entire team has been inconsistent. And that's the struggle. But even with that said, they found a way to beat Syracuse. They found a way to beat Clemson. They found a way to beat Navy. Right? They found a way to win the game. Early in the year, it's safe to say they could have found a way to lose this game. Heck, they found a way to lose to Stanford. They found a way to lose to Marshall. They won, and they escaped with no injuries, which was my major concern going into these last games. You say it all the time. Notre Dame players hate Navy Week. They hate it. It's a distraction from normal preparation. It's a different type of preparation. It's a different type of game, and it's a different type of opponent that you're not going to see. All season. It's just a special, peculiar week. And they escaped with the W. Wasn't pretty. Don't like it. Probably impacted how far they could have moved up in the AP and the CFP rankings if they had been or continued their dominance, covered the spread. But once again, they are who they are. And that's an inconsistent football team right now. That's who they are. And as a fan base, there's really nothing to be upset about because 
we'll keep regurgitating the same things. The same things we, we were upset about Saturday are some of the same things we've been talking about all season long. Yeah. All season long. Inconsistencies. Just inconsistency. And as much as we get to talk about it with LL Nation and we get tired of talking about it, I can only wonder what the coaching staff and Marcus Freeman are thinking. Period. I can only imagine. Like Nick P said, it's Navy. Throw it out. You can't throw it out. It's the same thing we've seen all season. How do you throw it out? It doesn't matter who the opponent is. It's the same inconsistent play we've seen all season minus one game. And that was Clemson. That's it. Just like just like Josh Allen fumbling on the and giving a touchdown to the other team. Just an inconsistent play. You just had to throw a dig at Josh Allen. You just you he just, just make a he just make a fourth and goal stop. <laughs> Huge to win the game, and you fumbling. <laughs> yeah, I feel you like you have Josh to Allen. find a way. Notre Dame. Was just oh, they winning games though, but losing because mm, and, and and it's not just dude. This team playing inconsistent football. It's not all on Drew Pine. Who right. stop that? Right. We tap Drew Pine when he needs to be tapped, and then no. Drew Pine does not deserve all of the credit for this team being inconsistent. Mm-hmm. He has zero to do with that defense being inconsistent, especially mm-hmm. with leads. We've seen too many times this defense have double-digit leads and give up points. Double-digit. That's not on Drew Pine. It's just not. Did they learn anything left? Let's see what Marcus Freeman has to say. Be for everybody in our program, right? The same thing for Drew Pine, the same thing I say to the entire football program is if we're not better because of what happened through the entirety of this game, then we failed an opportunity. We got to look at the second half. It's easy to say the first half, right? To look, look at the second half and say, okay, how do we become a better football team because of what happened in the second half? How do we make sure if a team wants to bring all out pressure um, versus our offense, we have our answers, our exact answers and execute? I think we had answers, but we didn't execute them. And so we have to be better because of this and how the second half happened. And again, the opportunity to get better after a win is, is, uh, is something that any coach dreams of. Right, the, the the opportunity to challenge your team and to show them the film, and you know, as much as I'm sitting in there saying, "Hey, man, it's hard to get these wins, and we got to celebrate and we got to feel good about it," they don't feel great. You can tell, you know, but we got to learn from it, and uh, I'm excited. There's going to be a hungry group as we get ready for this last home game. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad he said that. I'm glad he. I'm glad he let us know that they weren't happy in the locker room. I'm happy to hear that. And I'm glad they will have a hunger. Because guess what? BC's backup quarterback just threw for 303 touchdowns with Zay Flowers coming to South Bend. Yeah. <laughs> with, with game film of what the offense does against Zero Blitz. Yeah. That's there true. you go. They ruined North Carolina State senior day. They're looking to do the same thing this Saturday against Notre Dame. The same thing. They're looking to do the exact same thing. And it, and, it, and I think it's good that the locker room was hungry because they know what they need to do to finish the season the right way. 
and to be able to not feel satisfied with just winning. I know that, uh, there's people in the fan base that think, oh, it's a win's a win. But as long as the team doesn't feel like the win is just a win and they know that there's a lot of growth in those wins from the inconsistencies, that's a closer step to making progress to, to changing that outcome where we can put a full game together, even if it's with whoever we have at quarterback or wherever those problems may exist, the confidence that we need to be able to put two halves together is what we need. And um, not being satisfied, too. I think Marcus Freeman does a great job of keeping those guys never satisfied with, with even the success that we're having because it can be faulty in times when we're playing a lot better teams. Lucky Lucky Broadcast, featuring Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, their premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. Each and every Monday, we dissect Marcus Freeman post-game press conference right here. Tap into us. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, courtesy of CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Get locked in with us and all the great content over at CFB Nation on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go. Tap in right now. Set up for the automatic download. Anytime great content is posted, you'll be able to get it right there at your fingertips and in your earbuds. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Leave us five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Because you know, we spin it different. Now, we go from Marcus Freeman and we go to the players, offense and defense this week. We have Prince Colley. We have Drew Pond. We're going to start with the quarterback of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. We had an up and down game. Threw for 200. If I'm not mistaken, it was 252 yards in the first half. Accounted mm. for five touchdowns. We felt like, okay, Drew could give us over 300 coming out of halftime. And to only end up with 16 total yards and zero points, I don't think anybody, anybody expected that. I don't think anybody expected that. But this is what Drew had to say. Peep this. Hey, Drew, Drew Pine, what type of win was it? You know, I think, you know, I don't think it's anything to do with uh, playing well in the first half. You know, we come in the locker room no matter whether we're up or down, doesn't matter. Um, and that was my mentality as well. And, you know, they played they played hard in the second half. Um, you know, it's tough to, you know, cover zero. We, if we have nine in protection, they're bringing ten. And um, so, you know, you just got to find a way to get the ball out and, you know, just got sacked a little bit. But, you know, a win's a win, and you know we fought we fought hard all day, and you know it's a team win, and so yeah, it's good. What kind of win did he say it was? Wait, ho oh, oh. Look at just look at just look at you the know, whole team demeanor. win, and so yeah, it's good. Look at just the the demeanor. Hard all, all day, and you know it's a team win, and so Ooh. yeah, it's good. Oh, it's a team win. It's not Drew Pine is six and one, seven and one, that starting quarterback. It's a team win. So it's a, this game was a team win. You notice that? When when they beat Clemson, it was Drew Pine is six and one as the starting quarterback. 
with his parents retweeting that stuff on social media. But this game, it's a team win. Yeah, I bet it is. It's a team win. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we forewarned people. When you started that hashtag pine time stuff, <laughs> we told you, be willing to live with the dark side when it comes. Because it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> and that hashtag was missing back of a milk cart on Saturday. Yeah. Back yeah, of a milk cart. Yeah, and that's tough. I think uh, just the demeanor, it's like, it just looks like so much guilt. Like, look, I know, don't come up here and crucify me too hard, guys. I know. But I don't think the line of questioning, the line of questioning was not even along the lines of, like, blaming him or crucifying him. It, It was honest questions about what happened from the first half to the second half. I think he just. He see it on his face. He was a little defensive by it. Because he didn't really – he wanted to get out of there. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, it's just, you know, what is a win's a win, you know. We won. Don't yeah. even – it's no matter what happens in the game, we act the same. Yeah. No, that's not true. Because if you play great, you're not acting the same if you play great. No. If no. you're playing you, – you, you want to excuse all of this because we won. And that's just that's just not good enough, you know. It's just not good enough. Hey, Drew, what do you have to clean up? I think the fact that they're just bringing, you know, as, I mean, they were playing cover zero and they were catching. Um, their DBs were catching an off man. And, you know, I I, I think it's pretty tough. Um, and, you know, just got to learn from it and get better. And that's all you can do. Right here in the front row. Drew, what's the takeaway for you in this game? Um, you know, it's just it's the same as every single game. I'm the same every single week. I'm programmed the same every single week. I learn from it. I get better. I mean, that's just that's how I operate. That's how I live. And you know, I'm going to take this game, and I'm sure I'm sure I you know that I made mistakes in the first half as well. I'm not perfect, and you know, I you know I'm just going to learn from it and keep getting better. That's all I do, and that's all I will ever do. Go ahead, left. Go ahead. Don't don't hit me with the. The Jesus, I'm not perfect. Oh, listen, this just looks like a guy that's overqualified. It's like when you're not meant to fill the role, you don't have many answers because you're like, what? What do you want me to do? I'm I'm average. <laughs> I'm average media. What do you mean what happened? What do you mean what happened? You saw me out there. I can't make guys miss. If they bring in more than we got, I can't buy time. What do you, what? I'm not out here to make spectacular plays, guys. I'm not out here to save the team, guys. I'm out here to freaking hold the ship as long as possible till we get a guy that can come do it. Y'all asking me questions like I'm the five-star guy. No. It's a team win. They saw a strategy that 
that that that that worked. They know I'm I'm a sitting duck back there. And damn it, they was heating my ass up. And when they start doing that, my numbers dropped. <laughs> what? You, what? I'm not good versus the rush. I'm five two. I'm not in. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I'm filling in for Tyler Buckner, man. I was I was chilling. I was good with the clipboard. I'm here for an education, four for forty. Now I'm thrusted in this position. I don't. My guess is as good as yours. Ask Tommy. Why he ain't helped me out more? I don't know. This is ridiculous. And I think it's abuse to be putting this on this man. That's right, chat. Underqualified. Underqualified for the position. It's like he got size 42 waistline on and he wears a 28. And y'all asking him, how you not fitting in them pants? I don't know. They too big. <laughs> ain't a belt, ain't a belt big enough to close these pants up. He walking around with size 48 being a 28. And y'all like, man, pull up your pants, man. What's, what's wrong? I can't. It ain't enough. And, 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 and it's torture watching this man go up there and be like faking the funk. Because then he got to go up there and take credit when they start talking about how good he played. Oh, you seven and one. Yeah, you know, man. Hey, just every day. I'm the same every day. And then he played bad, and then y'all on his neck like he's Peyton Manning. He's not. He's the average rec league player. So when the situations get tough, put the, put the other guys up there. Put Aldrich in there. Let Aldrich answer it. Aldrich, why didn't pick up cover zero? That's the player you want to hear from. Not the guy that's filling in for the guy that's filling in. We got to get him some better pants because the pants we're giving him are just too big. And now he feels guilty because he can't fill them. It's like, it's okay. You're just not made to fit them pants. We got Levi's. You're a Wrangler guy. It's okay. Size 42, European cut is just not for you. You know what I mean? And that's all right. But we got to find somebody to fill them pants because then the line of questioning would be different or and the responses would be better. You out there torturing that man. He know he can't buy enough time for that. He's like, they got us, guys. What? I'm just glad to get out of there. Can we stop talking about this? Like, look, we won. Which A win's a win. Quit. quit. Y'all not happy with Lucky Lucky Podcast. What about that touchdown catch by uh, Braden Lindsay? That was unbelievable. Uh, Braden's a guy that all season, I mean, he's been open a ton of times, playing, doing, you know, he runs as hard as he can. And he's a guy that's in practice. He's always got a smile on his face. And, you know, I, I, I felt like, you know, I got to give him a shot. And, and, you know, I scrambled out there. He beat his man by, you know, five, a couple yards. And I, I saw that and I, 
said, you know, I'm going to give him a chance, and I threw it up. And, I mean, that was an unbelievable catch. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. And, you know, I'm so happy for him. And, and you know, he's going to continue to keep getting better as well. So. <laughs> I ain't never heard a quarterback say, a man was open by five yards, and I told to myself, I'm going to just throw it up. What do you mean throw it up? He's open. Why are you talking about giving him a chance? He's open. What chance do you give a man when he's already open? And then the chance you gave him was, the, was so tough of a catch that he made ESPN number one on the highlights. An open guy. You made an easy pass, literally the most highlighted play of probably the weekend. It's like it sounds like you might as well be better off saying, I saw him open, he was a little far, and I closed my eyes and threw it up. And man, I've never seen anybody make something such a terrible pass so great. And he's gonna continue to be open all year. <laughs> I would just like to say. To all of the Notre Dame fans that doubted us, well, we told you that Braden Lindsey has been open all year. You just heard it from the mouth of the quarterback. He said he's been open all year. He said he he said he's been open all. He's been open, and he's just running hard and and I and I saw him and thought to myself, let me close my eyes and throw it up to an open man. Not a, you know, usually you see them catches, they be fighting back and forth, and then the dude jump on him, and it'd be crazy. Like Justin Jefferson on fourth down yesterday. Like fourth Justin Jefferson. The, the defender literally had it in his hands. Justin Jefferson with one hand, crazy, amazing effort, comes down. This play was the guy beat him outright. The guy chasing him like his life depended on it. And it was such a bad ball that the dude couldn't even turn around because he was trying to catch up. And Braden had to stop and jump over the dude. Like, what? The easiest pass to make was easily the number one play that had to be made. How is it an ESPN highlight? He was wide open. And you made it a highlight. The best catch of the year by the worst pass of the year. That's how that's defined. Said he had to give him a shot. <laughs> but said, I just you, had to give you don't him a give shot. shots to guys that are wide open. What do you mean? Complete the football is wide open. Ain't no shot. That's terrible. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Drew Pine also talked about, hey, <laughs> we got out of here, man. We ranked. Win is a win. I think a lot of people have played us different. It's kind of how people play Notre Dame. But, you know, at the same time, they play their defense because of the way, you know, they they run the triple option on offense. So, um, you know, that's why they run that defense. I don't expect everyone to change what they've been doing all season. So, um, you know, like I said, we just got to learn and keep getting better. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to come in tomorrow and watch a film. And we're going to get better. But, look, we won. And, you know, we're... 
20th ranked team in the country and you know a win's a win and we're like coach Freeman said after the game was you know there were games earlier in the season where you know if we were in the same position you know we didn't pull through and win and we found a way to win today and you know that's what that's important and we're going to keep building off of it so I'll hear Coppin please oh my god he's like look guys we won just shut up already just stop asking me please we won what why are we talking about this when we won? We won. What's the matter? He said this, and I'm going to say this again. Don't ever mention that you rank 20th in the nation at Notre Dame. Don't ever do that. I need somebody in the sports communication department. I need the SID and all of his assistants to let him know. Don't you ever mention ranking at Notre Dame if it's not top 10. Don't do that. Do not do that. We're number 20. We won. We find ways to win. I don't know how I got here. This is supposed to be a Rudy story. Y'all treat me like I'm supposed to actually be a starter. We're seven and one. Like, no, man. Being 20? Really? That's what you try to throw in there to make it seem like we still we we winning and doing good. No, twenty is terrible. That's not no thing to just hey, throw hey, in. Hey, hey, hey. Twenty is 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 this is Notre Dame. This is nobody, Notre Dame. Nobody's this ain't Rutgers. Thank you. This Thank ain't you. this ain't one of these ACC schools or these Pac-12 middle of the road teams. He talking about oh, we're twenty guys. Like shut up, we won. Like relax. What? Pine. I know you not quarterback at the University of Notre Dame. This is why recruiting is so important. You bringing guys in that just be happy with anything. He just happy to put on the helmet and go up there and just say you're part of the team. Talking about we're 20, guys. What's wrong? 20. We won. I played terrible, but hey, we're finding ways to win as a team victory. He out here giving Russell Westbrook, please. <laughs> Russell Westbrook say, Russell, he go, oh, he go, oh for eleven. <laughs> he go, he go, Russell, what's wrong? Oh, I thought we played all right. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. He is the Russell Westbrook right now. As it in that locker What happened, man? Eight turnovers in two minutes. Everybody turned the ball over, man. That's just a part of the game. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. Man. Oh, <laughs> for 11. Yeah, we, we played great. I thought I did all right, man. You know, I did my job. It's <laughs> the Oh, we need to recruit better, man. We need to recruit. It's coming. <laughs> and that's why we're excited. Because it's coming. We saw Jalen Sneed on the field. We saw Junior Tulamaka on the field. <laughs> like you see it. You've seen Tobias and what he's going to bring to the program. It's coming. It's coming, man. I don't ever want to hear us say we finding ways to win against Navy. <laughs> and you know today. What are you talking about? 
We don't find ways to win against Navy. What are you talking about? Why are we finding ways to win? <laughs> Why are you even talking about trying to find a way to win against Stanford? What? Find a way to win against Ohio State. That's the game you find a way yeah, to win. Yeah, you find a way to win against you Ohio State. You find a way to win that game against Ohio State. <laughs> That's the game you beat your chest about. Like, man, we just found a way to win. Not not a not 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 Navy, man. Don't be going up there talking about we getting hard off hard fought wins versus teams we should be. Houston put 50 on them or something crazy. Like, didn't teams be doing crazy stuff to these teams? Mm-mm-mm. And we in there talking about we had to scratch and claw and find ways to win each week. We're not an average team, man. What are you talking about? You're average, but not the team. Quit quit lowering our standard back to where we was already taking it. We just beat Clemson. And the next week you talking about we finding ways to beat Navy? What are you talking about? This is Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Pinebrook, <laughs> Russell Pinebrook. Oh my goodness! That's, that's the hashtag. Hashtag Pine West Pine. Hashtag Pinebrook. That's the hashtag Pinebrook. That's the hashtag. My goodness, man! I've never seen such a. Uh, a cringy, a cringy after win post game, like from your it, quarterback. Look, we have we said there were problems with things Marcus Freeman said, but Marcus Freeman told us we're not happy. The players are not happy with this. We're gonna be hungry to play Boston College. Okay, right. show me some hope. Give me some hope. I didn't get any hope from that. Telling me we ranked 20th, that's not giving me hope. That's just reminding me of the inconsistency because we should be in the top 10. Yeah, you reminded me of that's what right. I like. fan base. Everybody in the chat, tell me if I'm wrong. Everybody in the chat feels like this should be a top 10 team because they yeah. should have beat the crap out of Marshall and they should have beat the crap out of Stanford. And if they took <laughs> care of business, they would be a top 10 team. Nobody watching us right now feels like Notre Dame is a 20th ranked team in the nation. No one feels like that. No one feels that way. But Especially you to, when your quarterback up there talking about, yeah, we had to find a way to beat Navy. But you're trying to sell us on the fact that we're ranked 20. Nah. We're 20, guys. A win's a win. What you talking about? Nah. And people were mad I called Cap on it immediately after the game. No. No. That that's not gonna slide with this fan. Our base. quarterbacks, we're not going back to that that comfortability with just winning. We're not doing that, and it's a shame. It's at the quarterback position that's leading the charge. He's just happy though that the that the Irish won, and he got a helmet with the same color. He ain't trying to win nothing for real. He's not he's not openly excited about being out there. He's like, man, I'm just glad I'm holding this thing up as long as I can. Talking about fine, you don't find ways to beat teams. We're supposed to blow out. Alabama would never talk about Sam Houston State and Bryce Young go up there. You know, each week we're just trying to find ways to win. That don't even sound right. CJ Stroud go out there versus some Big Ten terrible team and be like, yeah, we just had to find a way to win as they put 50 on the board. What are you talking about? 
How we win and feel like a loss. Nick Saban talks about his team finding a way to win week one on the road in front of 110,000 against Texas. That's finding a way to win. That's finding a way to win. That right there. Come on, man. You you have to change the narrative. The narrative, because we've seen it too much for the last three seasons. Navy. Toledo, Ball State. Just we just seen it way too much, man. Way too much. Things have got to change. And we fully believe they will change. Lucky Lucky Podcast. in accordance with CFB Nation. You can go catch us right now. Go over, if you haven't already, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, set up for the automatic download. Get great content. Myself, Left, Ryan Garcia, uh, I mean, not Ryan Garcia, John Garcia, all the recruiting news you want. He has a great, great podcast up about flip season that started in November with all these quarterbacks possibly flipping like Dante Moore and the rumors of him going from Oregon to Michigan State. He has upstate, I mean, updates on that. Bo Edmondson, parting ways with Michigan State. Great information. Go right now. CFB Nation in connection with Irish Breakdown. And while you're there, give us five stars and let us know you enjoy the content that we're giving you on a daily basis. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Now, let's go to the bright star of this whole season. The entire season left, and that's been special teams. Brian Mason, once again, gets his group to block another punt, and Prince Collie talked about it after the game. And, um, Coach Mace did right before it happened. He was like, "It's gonna come," and it came on that play. Um, I was I was kind of in a bad position, but luckily I was able to get the ball. But as far as punt block, Coach Mace does a really good job of skimming up uh, what the opponent does, and uh, we've had seven, I believe. And I'm like stoked to be on that unit. It's it's awesome. So I enjoy it. All right, Prince, we're gonna do the last one with Pete right here. In the first half, when they hit the fullback for a couple big hits, like what what happened on those plays? How were they able to sort of like? manipulate you guys to, to create that over. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the LBs, if the guard pulls and, and you're not downhill right now, the dive's going to hit. It's just going to hit because it's so hard to see the lineman fire out so low. So you have to be in your in the right spot on every play or, as you can tell, the, the dive will hit. So, so well-coached unit left. Brian Mason told him before they took the field, look out. They might, the onside's coming. All right, in the Mason, first half, it's yeah. coming. Just a well-coached, just an extremely well-coached, well-prepared unit. That's right. They are the beacon of the program right now each and every game. Let me tell you something Marcus Freeman told the media today. We have starters fighting for reps on the special teams unit. Everybody wants to be a part of it now. That's what success does. That's why the way you finish against Navy, that's why it has a tidal wave effect. That's what success does in a program. It feeds more success. 
and inconsistency only stunts that growth. That's why we have a problem. That's why we don't say a win is a win. No. The growth we could have had and the level we could have taken into the Boston College game, it was stunning. That's the issue. That's the main issue. That's right. Prince Holly has his season, his career high, seven tackles in that game. And he really didn't get the majority of the reps. I thought he played a fantastic game at linebacker and on special teams. As I said before, he's one of those young men that makes me feel like the future is going to be bright. But this is a phrase we've won, another phrase we've heard since Ohio State. Prince Colley says it again. How to, how to finish games. We, we got to learn how to put opponents away and, and close the game, shut the door completely, and not give them any hope. So we're still working on that, and we'll get better in the future. Wait a minute. He said we'll get better in the future. Get better right now. No, he said we're going to get better at it in the future. Get better right now. Because, you know, each season gives you a different team left. Maybe this team is just that inconsistent team. That's going to find a way to win nine, ten games. But they're just inconsistent. Yeah. Next year will be the consistent team, hopefully. hopefully. That gets to the college football playoffs. But to speak with confidence. I feel like Marcus Freeman and his comments gave us hope. I feel yeah. like Chris Colley spoke with confidence. Spoke of the future. Reaffirming, we're going to get it right. We got to. Drew just kind of cop, please, man. Like, hey, my process is the same. This is the way I'm programmed. Well, maybe you need to be reprogrammed. Maybe you need to update the program because that, that's not working. You. <laughs> that's not working. Hit him with the we don't believe you. That's not working, man. That's not working. Our guy, I ain't afraid of no goats. What's up, LL? We are still an up and down team. Regardless, you will never convince me to change my game plan to minimize scoring opportunities. Letting off the gas has some psychological effect. Yeah, no, no one wants to be told not to play hard. If that's the case, put the second unit in and let them play hard. Let them get some rep. Don't tell the first unit. Not to play hard. And as I said before, and it could be my interpretation. I just don't like hearing, man, play smart. I'm a disciplined football player. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. That comes with the territory. Already. Alex Roar, if you know you're inconsistent, the staff has to coach in a way that limits the chance of inconsistency. Sometimes I think they're just – trying to get too smart and strategic, and it costs them. Overthinking things a little bit left? There may be a little bit of that, but, you know, you got to put a lot of thought when you got a guy that can't make plays off schedule. So uh, it went back to, you know, you kind of trying to lead the, the horse to water. And, you know, along the way, the horse can get distracted. I mean, it's not uh, easy to just be so specific on every call because football changes and there's no way to really 
uh, predict log bullets flying at you. So when <clears throat> when you're really focused on your scheme because you know that it it has it requires that to be successful, uh, you're going to stall out sometimes because you look like you're overthinking when you're behind the chains or trying to make momentum swing. And a lot of getting momentum started uh, started again is through your playmakers and through explosive plays. And when you, you don't and can't count on uh, those explosive plays to just just be printed like it is for like a Kansas City Chiefs or something, you know, you, you can stall out and have some low moments in the game. So Marcus Freeman did say good news left. J.D. Bertrand, who was sorely missed against Navy, practiced yesterday. So he's on schedule to play against Boston College. Great news for Marcus, Marcus Freeman, who will dissect what he had to say in its entirety on tomorrow's show. Did say, yeah, Zay Flowers, his speed is going to be a challenge on Saturday. Yeah, you think? <laughs> you think? <laughs> Absolutely. What to do, what to do, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just, it's funny to me, man. You know, these are athletes, but like fans, when they feel like they have to protect certain guys, like you, you, you dissect someone or you talk about something they said and they get defensive for a certain guy. And once again, we tell them, Notre Dame wins as a team. There is no player. Like, if Alabama wins a game this year, the majority of the time it's because of that quarterback. Yeah. And him putting in work. And if he doesn't play at a certain level, they're not winning. They're not. No. No. Certain players can carry teams. There's no one on this team that can carry this team individually. No one. So stop trying, stop being unfair to these young men, isolating them, trying to give them credit when this program as a team deserves credit. They pulled themselves out of the hole early in the season together. It wasn't because someone became the starter at a certain position. Exactly. It wasn't. So stop being unfair to the athletes. That's why he was looking the way he was looking. Post game against Navy. Because after all the adulation and all of the hashtags, he had to face the music after that second half. Yeah. So I blame everybody that wanted to crown him. Everybody yeah. that wanted to crown him after North Carolina. Yeah. That's all you want to bring up. What about North Carolina? What about the second half of BYU? What about the first half of Cal? Yeah. What about the second half of Navy? What about Stanford the entire game? You want to bring up two games? You want to go through the list of downs? It's a team game. It's a team game. It's a team game. Always. Always. Because when you got to face those questions and you know 
that you got to answer those questions and you can't because it ain't going to sound great. All that walking in Conor McGregor quotes don't mean nothing. Because they're going to be like, wait a minute. This is why the games is closed. You're the, quarterback. You? <laughs> You're the quarterback of the most visible school in college football. Heavy is the crown. Heavy is the crown, my man. This ain't no team where you can be the the mailman of the team where you just oh. an average dude that no. it's just it's the good good old friends club. You can just hang out and be on the street. No, 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 no. Because then when you put that put him in that position, then he has to take all the blame. And it's not his fault that the defense has been inconsistent. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault that the DC and the OC have been inconsistent. It's not his fault. Not his fault. But you put people, you put them in that position, and then you want to get defensive when he has to take the brunt of the blame. We told you not to do it in the first place. We told you not to do it in the first place. Stop. It's a team Uh, game. It's a team game. Great show today. We're here for these dudes, man. We're here for them, man. I, I don't like that. I don't like the position he's been put in by foolish people. You're foolish, man. Stop isolating him. Stop. Stop isolating that dude, man. Stop. Because yeah. he's not built for that. Look like he's great. Ain't no, stop. Yeah, he knows who he is. He knows he's not that dude. So stop trying to elevate him. Stop. Because that's all they do. Yeah, it's unfair. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic Petty Junction? Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. A different route on the Petty Train today. We thought it best that we dedicate Petty Train to the three Virginia football players that lost their lives at the hands of a former Virginia football player. Our prayers go out to the city of Charlottesville, the entire state of Virginia, the students, the football program, the staff, everyone involved in this tragedy that's hit the nation, that's hit college football on today. Left, we continue to hear about senseless stories, senseless gun violence, Almost assuredly, as the story plays out, I'm pretty sure we're going to hear about some mental disp- uh, 
instability. Our prayers go out to the family of those that have been lost. And uh, not jokingly, by any means, but it's definitely just petty to continue to have to deal with things like this. So our thoughts, our prayers go out to the parents of these young men, the family members, the teammates, the classmates, everyone that's connected to this tragedy in any way, shape or form. Our prayers and our thoughts and our condolences are with you from myself, left, and the rest of LL Nation and the entire Notre Dame football program and fan base. And Marcus Freeman did it justice by opening up his press conference by showing the same level of respect and sending the condolences from himself and the football program. It's just, uh, it's just sad. It's just sad, bro. Yeah, it's um, a very unfortunate situation because, as I understand it, had, the players had nothing to do with what the reason why the guy was upset. You know, he just makes it senseless. You got guys not even in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? You doing what you do best and or a hater, you know, that is upset with whatever they upset with makes decisions like that. So, you know, uh, it's really true to the testament that when it's your time, it's your time because you can't predict crazy stuff like that. So, no, you can't. Praise to the family. Lucky Lucky Podcast, CFB Nation. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Go tap in and download for all the great content. For left, Sean Davis. We bid you adieu. Have a great Monday. And most of all, make sure that you definitely say a prayer for those that were affected and spend it different. We'll see you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.